normally when you hear a rooster, you hear him in the morning, but I'm pretty sure overseas somewhere it is the morning time. But here it's 10.24 p.m. Central Time, and it is the Get Snap Podcast. Darnell Sparrow on one side of Memphis, Antoine Smooth on the other. What's going on? Man, what's going on, man? How you doing? I see I hear a little red rooster right there. Uh, uh, take him back to, to 1989. Jim, okay. one of the greatest. Now, I got to ask, did you like the red rooster? Mm. No, nah, not really. The music was cool, though, but not I the character. I know. It just was one of those things you had to, you, you had to, you had to grow on you. So to speak, and right. that was one of them. That I mean, he still wore them same jackets. He just went from Terry to Rooster, was still right. doing, still, still, still from Vero Beach and everything. Yeah, I said I kind of yeah. liked him. I said he he made it work whether he he liked it or not. But I right. really put that on there because again, we back on the Q and A. So everybody loved these Q and A's, these Q and A shows. So we be on another. And that was one of the questions. What am I, what am I gonna play tonight? That's interesting. For for intro, so I so I went with the with the red roost again. Okay, all right. That sound that sound that was real good, man. We we had, I had, to, had to come with a little different for all y'all youngins out there. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Go go check out Terry Taylor as the red rooster. You know he had all different characters, but this was probably the the, the most hilarious one. But it yeah. is Labor Day Eve. I don't know about you. I had a four day I had four day weekend. But I hope everybody be out there be safe. Of course, you need to wear your mask. Oh, always. And and please, I'm not about to play. Get some cold ones on them. Going to be drinking, having a good time. Please don't drink and drive. PSA please. from the Guest Podcast. Exactly. And we got, got many places you can call. You have your local police. You have Uber. You have Livy. You have all these places. You have your own friends, your own family. If you know you're gonna go out there and get a few in you, make the right decision. Amen. But we gonna we gonna get into it. Like I say, they love these Q and A's. And again, I got a lot of them. I, I might just turn this podcast into a Q and A, just a straight up Q and A show. But we we just gonna get right into it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. And like I said, these questions they go they deal with present. They deal with the past. And I know you got a good a good mind for the bin. I know you got a good memory. So, like I said, you don't know what's coming through, but I know you're ready anyway. So we we gonna get the ball rolling. All Start right, off let's do it. Who are your favorite heels? Oh man, that's a good question. Well, one of my favorite heels, I think the one that's on top of the list for me, is Ravishing Rig Rude. Okay, that's one. Because he, he'll steal uh, your girl, break your heart, and leave you a fool. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he said, you know, I could steal your girl and beat you down. So, hey. And again, the was intimidating, you, too. So, <laughs> And for all you youngers that don't know where I went with that, again, go back to Ravishing Rick Rue, WCW, his second yes. theme music. Right. From that, from I think that, that was better than the original one, to be honest. I actually like that one better than WWE one. Because, you know, when he was in WCW, he had the first one, he had the, the one with the Tiger intro. And then he came yeah. up, when that soundtrack came out, he came up with the simple and ravishing ow thing. Mm -hmm. I, said, I said, that fit him perfect. Right. 
Now, for me, I say my favorite heel of all time is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Okay, no, that's no, a good one. No doubt. When you talk about just bonafide heel, you talk about a man who played that part. And see, he was already heading that way when he was in Mid-South before he even came to the WWE. So he, he, was, he was already working it. But when he came to the WWE, all his vignettes were off the chain. He's sticking money down your throat. He had a bodyguard. Then when he bought the million dollar belt in, if if that don't say heel, then he bought then he he bought the million dollar team. He bought the, the championship belt. He bought back in the eighty eight. He bought the tower belt. He buy he buying yeah. twin referees. He he getting fans. If you remember that one kid when he kicked the basketball, I don't know if you ever saw this, but they ended up meeting up years later when he was grown. Oh, really? Yeah, he, the, the kid the kid said he saw Ted DiBiase somewhere, and he ordered to me and said, you don't remember me, do you? He said, no. He said, I was the, I was the, guy, I was the kid that bounced the basketball. Wow. I wonder how that meeting was like. I mean, he said Ted DiBiase was, was amazed. Mm-hmm. That he just they bumped into him and said he saw him, said they had a nice little conversation. But like I said, when you talk, I said he even bought sapphire. Yeah. I mean, he I mean he was he was doing it. I said yeah, to me, was, that's one of my favorites. But I'm saying who okay. man, who else kind of could, could fit that mold like real when you just say heel, you just say that's him. Like he he one of those cats that could never go babyface if he tried. Let's go and put our thinking caps on for this one. Let's see. Yeah, because that, that's a that's a that's a homework. I mean, they had so many good heels. Like to me, I'll say like Telly Blanchard. Telly yeah. Blanchard, the good Telly Blanchard could never go babyface. He he was he was too good. I mean, he was feuding. Number one, he was feuding with the right people. True. Two, he was winning. He was winning championships. Winning championships. He had the perfect ten. He had Dog Journey. Can't forget about Dog Journey. Yeah, can't forget about her. No. I'm saying you feuding with Dusty Rose, Magnum TA, the Cola. Yeah. You had Wahoo McDaniel for a minute. I mean, you mm -hmm. were with the right people. And on top of that, you had Telly Blanchard Enterprises Incorporated, which to this day, mm -hmm. if I ever ran into Telly, I'm gonna say, what the hell is that? What is an enterprise incorporated? What, what? Yeah. And then Tessa had it on her on her jacket. At one paper. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so, I noticed that. So tell if you ever hear this, I know you rolling with your new AEW tag team champions, Brain Busters 2.0, if that's what mm -hmm. they really are. But you need to let the world know what is Telly Blanchard Enterprises Incorporated, and are we going to see a FTR Enterprises Incorporated? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that if that even happens. I mean, well, we 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 gonna find out. So on to the next question: What mm -hmm. are your thoughts on Dennis Rodman as a wrestler? You know what? To give him credit, he actually was okay. You know, he was okay. He knew some moves. He didn't have to do no flying, no drop, no no high flying moves or nothing like that. He was just a a pretty you know decent. Wrestler, you know, you just learned a few fundamentals and you can get it. I thought right. it was okay to me. Right, right. I mean, like I say, when he was at the Bash at the Beach, now he he did good. 
The one yeah. he did with uh when Carmelo, you know, he partied the night before, so he wasn't he wasn't into it. I'm surprised he right. didn't throw up in that match. Yeah, me then, too. Then he came back, he fought Savage at well, Roll Wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had some, he had well, again, going back to the previous question, good heels. That's another one. I mean, he he fit the NWO perfect, even though you know he rolled with Hogan in '95 when Hogan mm-hmm. was still wearing the yellow and red. See, a lot of people don't remember that. Right, and see, he Dennis Rodman's an athlete anyway. Why? Right. So he didn't really have to do much, you know. Then if you go back to the when he fought Ron, not Ron, I'm sorry, when he fought Kurt Henning overseas. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people don't remember that. That our generation company looked like they, they belts were boxing belts, but that's a whole right. other story. But yeah, <laughs> again, I liked it because it, it worked. Yep. They didn't just put them in some tights, put them in some blue, say go wrestle. You put them with Hogan, you put them with the NWO. So and it worked. Yeah, he was already the bad boy. Right. I mean, we already he know the championship team. He was a champion already. You was so. already a champion, right? Yo, you was already a heel. You was you was mm-hmm. the NBA heel, one of the top heels, because you knew how to yep. piss somebody off. And the fact exactly. that the fact that you leave in practice to go to Nitro, got fine 20 mm-hmm. grand for it, but he probably spent that in one night. Mm-hmm. So he ain't worried about that. Then went back to practice. You went to Nitro during the NBA finals. How hell is that? That's real hell, man. I'm man. That's bold. That's real bold. Cause that probably wouldn't been me. But man, he when was you bold got, for that. When you got Phil Jackson calling Hulk Hogan, like yo, where Dennis at? Come on, that that <laughs> that's, that's hell, right? And then went back to practice like nothing happened. He said right. you didn't find. All right. Ended up you winning another paid. championship. You win another championship, right? That's right. So I had me, I had no like I said, right dude, right time, right group. Period. Right. Period. All right. So now we we coming back to more of a present term question. It says, do you agree with Baron Corbin beating Kurt Angle at WrestleMania? Yeah, it made sense because you know, Kurt Angle is the veteran. And you know, and nowadays you see the veterans putting over the uh not to say that Baron is new talent, but he putting over the current boy. So I didn't have a problem with it because, you know, that's how it is. You know, it's like giving back to the business. You know what I mean? So Kurt Angle business-wise was thinking, you know, I want to give back to the business. So I want to put this guy over. Now, here's my take on that. I don't mind it being Baron Corbin. My mm-hmm. only issue with it is the version of Baron Corbin that did it. Now, if it was King Corbin, Corbin it would have been different, right? Absolutely. If it was Long Wolf, the long-haired Baron Corbin, no problem. But when he became the constable, it's like he, he kind of was getting stale. Okay. King, I, I agree with that. King Corbin would have definitely worked. When he was doing the constable thing, I was like, man, we've seen this before. That was almost like corporate Kane. Yeah. But now, for that particular, like I said, for that particular moment, for that particular moment, I, I kind of, like I said, didn't quite agree with that version of Baron Coleman doing it. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I would have like, I would have like, just me, to see Cordain go out at WrestleMania. But we've seen it before. Cause Flair did it. He, he lost at WrestleMania, but he was, but his was more storyline. Like we knew at some point he was gonna lose. Right. But let's go on to the next question. This, this is more up your alley. I, I know you got a lot to say on this one. Cause when I saw this one, I said. I, I got to make sure we get this one out early in the show. All right, hear me. I said, do you think Jerry Lawler gets the credit he deserves? I don't think he does. Um, Lawler, Jerry Lawler in Memphis was like Hulk Hogan. You know, he was pretty much the Hulk Hogan of Memphis. Yeah. You know, that everybody, for anybody that was everybody, came down to the Mid-South Coliseum or the, to the TV5 studio and fought Jerry Lawler each and every time. But sometimes people don't give him that credit that he truly deserved because of that. You know, they think, you know, Jerry's just a local guy. He's not a national guy. Well, I got news for you. He's both. You know, let me, let me, let me he expanded his brand. A lot of people, I don't know, Jerry, Jerry Lawler has fought. In okay. many organizations, many. Jerry Lawler has wrestled, and like you say, he's wrestled mm-hmm. the best. He, this man, if you go, if you go do some homework in Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler has said it himself. See, Jerry Lawler don't brag on the titles he's won, but if you go look at Jerry Lawler's resume, it really overshadows Ric Flair's. If you, if you, re, if you. Re, Lawler has won over 100 championships, but then you don't have some say, well, he was a territorial champion. Well, NWA? What was it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all they're thinking of as as a territorial champ, right. When he even talked about it, and he said it many times, world heavyweight champion, that unified belt was a world heavyweight championship. Once, once they unified, it was a world heavyweight championship. And he won that so many yep, times, I can't right. even count. So he already, even if Flair even counts to 20, he, they say 16 WWWCW. But if you count those overseas titles, and he said it himself, 21, still overshadowed. It still gets Because Jerry Lawler won over, oh, is over 30. Uh, okay. He held. Talking yeah. about the chapter, the unified okay, title, the, like the over unified title. You count the Southern Heavyweight title. You count the the AWA World Tag Team mm. title. See, a lot of people forget that. You get the the USWA. They were classified mm-hmm. as a World Tag Team title. And just like I said, yep. Not even counting if you even want to count the regional stuff. I mean, this man, you go back to World Class. AWA, the CWA, USWA, and even at his age now, he was he was the uh, Arkansas Championship Wrestling of Arkansas. He was a heavyweight champion before the pandemic hit, and he was. And then that's true. A lot of people say, "Well, he never wrestled in the NWA." Well, that's not true, because he was an NWA Southern Heavyweight Champion, which. We talked about the Southern Heavyweight title. That wasn't the, the, the quote-unquote mm-hmm. Memphis version, but it was part of the NWA. It was around the I, early to mid-70s. He had many yes, championships right. from the NWA. 
So he just right. he just missing that one. I mean, that this was man the was world a, the NWA was the Southern one. Heavyweight, Southern Tag, Southern Junior Heavyweight, Tri-State Heavyweight, Tri-State Tag Team. The he was a U.S. Tag Team Champion, and that's Mid Atlantic Virgin. That's where the quote unquote NWA, but that was pretty mm-hmm. much their home. This man was Jersey All Pro right, champion. America Mar- champion. I mean, Mar- I can go all day, but my point is, but my point is, you know, right. he doesn't get the uh, that recognition that a lot of people, you know, don't give him. I mean that. I mean, his resume is is amazing. Yeah. So when they talk and they talk about, well, you know, it is. You know, he calls himself the king. He shouldn't call himself the king. Well, why not? I mean. Right. And I want to tell you a story about that, if if you don't mind, about him being the king. Okay, this is how he became the king. It was between himself and Jackie Fargo. He told Jack, you know, because at the time Jackie Fargo was the man before Jerry came in. I mean, Jackie Fargo was like Hulk Hogan down here. Everybody loved the fabulous Jackie Fargo. And I'm going to tell you how this happened. They was on TV. And Jerry Law told Jackie Fargo, you know what? You've been the king of Memphis all this time, and it's time for somebody to knock you off your throne. And that's how Jerry Law became the king, because he told Jackie Fargo that. And they had now, amazing, amazing matches against each other. Now, we talked about the title season one. There's two championships. He's won over 58. He's won 58 times. The AWA. Southern Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the USWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. That's two belts. And then you was the and you was the unified mm-hmm. champion 28 times, three belts That's over right. 100 times. Now and if anybody really oh. know, if anybody really know, when he was <laughs> unified champion, they was bringing wrestlers in, beat him, they'll get he'll they'll he'll let him beat him. He'll get it right back. But he was making wrestlers look good. They were having WWE wrestlers winning that Southern belt and the unified belt. That's true. So no, he mm-hmm. I, he doesn't get, he doesn't get, he should get the Ric Flair treatment. That, that's the best way I can say it. He definitely should get the Ric Flair treatment. But let's go mm-hmm. on to the, the next question. Do you think the Osme Warriors should have had multiple WWE title reigns? WWE heavyweight title reigns. I believe so. His character, I actually like the Osme War. His character, um, his look, he had to look. You know, of course, he had the look of a champion. He had to, he didn't necessarily the have to, uh, the, 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 you know, he couldn't talk. The mic skills of a champion, but he had to look, he had to face paint, you know, the, the kids loved him. So, yeah, I believe he should have multiple title reigns. But, you know, of course, we heard the stories about him not working well with other people and holding up people for money and, you know, stuff like that. I think his ego kind of messed him up. Well, no, not kind of. It did mess him up. And, uh, yeah, I, but, yeah, I believe he should have multiple title reigns. As far as his character, like Hulk Hogan, he had multiple title reigns because of that, his that, love. That's the key the word. Kids loved him. Marketable. He's marketable. But like you, you say, know, he kind of shot himself 
in the foot. I mean, he was a two-time IC champion. Like I said, when he lost the belt to Slaughter, I could I could tell you one of the reasons why he, I think he never got that ring. Hogan was still there. And and there was no way, yep. you know, Hogan was gonna was gonna was gonna do it twice. And they wasn't gonna turn him heel. They wasn't gonna turn Warrior heel. It, it wouldn't have made sense. I mean, it worked. It wouldn't have made sense. At WrestleMania 5, definitely. That's what you never saw coming, and they kind of worked mm-hmm. it. I say, like, if we didn't see that horrible rematch, the Halloween Havoc, which we're not even going to talk about. But, yeah, Warrior, Warrior should have got yeah, range. Like, but, like I say, Ho- see, Hogan was kind of a, a killer during that time, especially in the 90s, for a lot of people that should have got Opportunities. I was shocked. Lawler got it, but not Lawler. I'm sorry. Slaughter got it, but I think he got it just based on what was going on in the world at that time. So it kind of made sense for him for him to get it. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. The and thing which, with which, uh, I mean, Storm and I hate yeah. to say it, but he he was very convincing. He went from the Cobra Clutch to the Camel Clutch. Jerry. He had. General Agnon with Agnon LKC. Mm-hmm. He had Colonel Mustafa, aka Iron Sheik. I mean, right? He was, right. They so was he literally, back in the 80s. He, he worked it. I don't know how comfortable he was with it on the inside, but say on the outside, he made it work. They put the title mm-hmm. on him. But yeah, I think he, he should, at least should have got another one around mm-hmm. that time. Everything when he came back from that 95, 96 time frame, when, yeah, when everybody thought that wasn't the real Jim Hellwig, I think I think he yeah, could have got a rain there, but muscles, again, yeah. you're not showing up for the event. You didn't you put yourself in that situation. But here's an interesting one. Yep. I know you know they've talked about it on DVDs and stuff like that. But maybe my perspective might be a little different. So I'm I'm curious to hear about yours. What are your thoughts on Paul Roma being in the horseman? Oh, you know, I was kind of conflicted on this one. Go for it. Now, hear me out on this, okay? Now, people, a lot of people may disagree, but at the time, Paul Roma, to be on to his credit. He actually had the look. You know, he was the young guy like Lex Luger. I'm not saying he is Lex Luger, but he had that young look. You know, he had the body. Um, you know, he was kind of the, you know, not protege, but, you know, he was the, the young guy so he was the, learning he was the about film. the horsemen and stuff like that. And um, he was the original, right. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was the guy. He had the body. He had the look. He was, you know, he could work. Paul Roma could work. And so, but the thing was, at the time, it wasn't the right time for him to be there. Because at the time, the right. horseman was kind of grasping at straws then, you know. With Flair just not coming back to WCW after his WWE run. And then with him back with Arn Anderson, you right. know, that was it just yeah, the timing wasn't right. You I'm know a, what I mean? I'm going to say this. It just wasn't. Yeah, like I said, I agree with you. He had to look. He he had everything that fit. 
I think he got. I think he really got a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And, be, and being in the horseman, I don't think they they even they really wanted it to work. I mean, it's true enough. They put the uh, WCW tag belts yeah. on him, and it didn't last. And he ended up going to Pretty Wonderful. But I think, which I think that was most his most successful agreed. run. Was well, like with I said, Paul they, like I, I think Arn Anderson was was the class mm-hmm. act. I mean, they they put him with him. I mean, they had some good feuds. Like I said, they they kind of gave Paul Rome a bad rap. And Triple H, if you remember on the DVD, you called him a job guy from WWE. Triple H, weren't you one too? I mean, exactly. Good job, Paul. You you was winning more attention on Worldwide than you was at John Paul Effect. Then you went against Alex Wright. Right. And then you went against right. Alex Wright. Nothing you against Alex with Larry Zabisco and you were terrorizing. You, know? you was feuding that Larry Zabisco for the TV belt and you were nothing but just a jacked up Ric Flair. I'm sorry. You had the rope. You had the long hair. You was a, you was a jacked up Ric Flair. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that, that the fact that you called him a job right. guy, that, that was a little that was a little much. But technically, I, I won't say he was a job guy. He mm-hmm. was a mid carter. But he was still matches. I mean, he wasn't winning the yeah. tag team belts and time matches, but if you saw him on Superstars or Wrestling Challenge, chances are, yeah, they were they were, they were fighting jobbers, but they were winning. Right. Then you had him team up with Jim Powers with the Young Stallions. Then he went heel and teamed up with Hercules in Power and Glory. With so, yeah, I definitely disagree with the so, fact he, he called him a jobber. But like I said, if they would have gave it a chance, yeah. they might have they might have done they might have done better things. But like you say, they were just they were just throwing stuff on the wall to see if it's, it it would stick. And unfortunately, you know, it didn't. But I think at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it kind of did work out for Paul Roma. Like I said, he got the opportunity to be with Paul Ondorf, another legend, another one of those dudes that I think don't get the mm-hmm. recognition he deserved. Yeah, that's another good question there, but well, that, Yes, let's let's take it south of the border. You don't get to now. This is this is an interesting one. Do you think? All right. When they have those mass versus mass matches in Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre, do you think when that person loses and they got to unmatch, do you think that affects their career? Do you think that affects them as a wrestler? Um. Yes and no. Um, All right. You know the mask is sacred in Mexico. It's it's very sacred. It's like you know it's hiding folks' identity. No, that's kayfabe to them. You know what I'm saying? See, the mask is a kayfabe thing in Mexico. So sometimes it works, and then sometimes it don't. You know, the, the now when Eddie Guerrero, I give you an example. Eddie Guerrero was under mask. Well, everybody knew it was Eddie, but the thing was, you know, it worked for him both ways. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of got it. Like, and, it's um, going to depend on who the wrestler yeah. is. Because I, I give you, I give an, I give an example. Let, let's let's look at yeah. moving to Guerrero. I, I give you one of those. Even though he didn't lose the match in okay. Mexico, but he lost his mask. I think he was better out that mask than he was with it on. But if you go to somebody like Rey Mysterio, same thing. You didn't lose it in Mexico, but you lost it. I think you 
when you took the mask off, it kind of hindered you. True enough, you were still winning, you know, the Cruiserweight Championship mm -hmm. and the WCW Tag Team and Cruiserweights and all that other stuff. But when you had that mask, it was more, it's like you was more electrifying. Right. You kind of, like you kind of mellowed down when you took the mask off. But when he came back, when he went to WWE, he put the mask on, we went back to that old Ray. Mm -hmm. psychosis, like psychosis was, psychosis was a hit or miss. Psychosis. psychosis was a hit or miss. I liked him with the mask on, but when he went to Mexico, I thought it was stupid. I, I didn't. I mean, this, I'm like, this is not the, the psychosis, mm -hmm. you know, that we're used to seeing. Like, like a hit or miss, but like I said, when he went back down yeah. to Mexico, you know, we, we, got, we get to see it. So like I said, it, it all depends on the wrestler. And would they be able to? It's like an, it's an adjustment period because you know, of course, you probably got to change your look. You're gonna have to do all these things when that mask comes off. And some wrestlers, like I said, depending on that popularity, mm -hmm. don't probably don't have to do much. Now here's one. Did you get a chance to see all out? All right. Oh uh, no, I didn't get did a chance. You, not, no, not sure all you heard about this. What are your thoughts on the Matt Hardy situation at all out? Now for those uh, now for those who know, he had yeah, a broken rules match it. with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. He him and Sammy was fighting. They was on some type of crane. They both fell through a table. Matt Hardy pretty much the back of his head. Most of it hit the concrete. Female referee pulled up the X and said, "Stop it." Somehow they ended up continuing this match. Referee pulled it up twice. Matt Hardy, you can you can tell he he he, he his his porch light wasn't on mm -hmm. at all. Somehow they managed to get through that match and he won. Right. But there was no way. I think that kind of was. The, I mean, the pay per view was good, but that kind of was the mood killer to that. That match should have just flat out stopped. The referee, the like female referee, she. I mean, she she tried. I mean, she put the X up twice. But. You know, Aubrey Edwards, she put the X up twice. Well, they Aubrey still kept Edwards? going. How they got through it, I really don't know. But you, you, I mean, you saw when he when he hit Concussion City, his wife, Matt Hardy's wife, went on social media, you know, and said some things about it. But you know, in situations like that, yeah, in situ, I mean, in a situation like that, I yeah. mean, who do you fault? I'll be honest, I fought the company for that. You know, your wrestler should come first. And if Matt Hardy hit his head like he, like you just described, they should have stopped it right then and there. They should have saved Matt Hardy from himself. Because when you have a, a injury right. like that, you don't know what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? You you want you ain't he ain't in your right mindset. It's kind of like dementia. You know, you don't know what you're gonna do. You don't know what you're doing. You know, your mind is telling you this and that, but they should have stopped him right then and there. Even if they had to I mean, hold that's, him down that's, like that's that one stop, of them things. You know? And like I, like I said, it shouldn't matter if it's a pay-per-view. It, it, it should not matter. It shouldn't matter if he says, I'm okay, I want to fight. I mean, you can tell. He, I mean, he was, he was, he, he didn't know where he was at. I, like I said, how they got through that, I do not know. But they, they got through it. Um, Matt, but he is out of the hospital. 
But they said he'll be said he'll be at Don Mike. Yeah, they said he passed the concussion test. So we, we shall see. I'm just glad it didn't it didn't end up as worse as it could have been. That, that's for sure. But we we gonna go ahead. Yeah, because but before that, I was gonna say because you remember he got hit pretty hard with that other chair that he right. you know he already got hit in the head once when Sammy Guevara threw the chair straight to his head. And that was one of those hard, yep. you know, those chairs they have in the front row with the thick metal. Yeah, Matt Hardy already got hit in his head once. Yeah, so, uh, yeah and, and they definitely and, could have. So I man, think they, they need to reevaluate situations like that. Like I said, the referee, she tried, but, you know, it is right. what it is. It's, it gladly didn't go, you know, left. And nobody died or nobody got to the base. Matt Hardy could have had his, his brain could have been busted up all we knew on the inside, but you know, thank God he right. survived that. But we're gonna stay on all out. I'm sure you saw this. Did you see the Matt Sidell botch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how you how you do that from the very beginning? You know what I'm saying? Because that, that everybody on social media kind of memed it a little bit, you know, him just coming out there and already botching a, a, a spot. It, it was kind of funny to me, it, you know. Now, for those but who don't know what we're careful. talking about, it was doing the Casino Battle Royal. Matt Seidel was the joker. He was, he was number 21. As soon as he hit the ring, he hit the top rope, was getting ready to hit his shoes no bread that he's done many times. So once he got up there, he fell. I mean, literally, he he fell. <laughs> so yeah, he he. You think he was kind of overzealous? You think he was? You think it was the excitement? It, it, it could have been. Could have been. Like, like, that, like they said, the, the ropes could have could have been. You know, the rope could have been slippery. It could have been thing. But the way it looked, so as he got up there and tried to do it, he fell. And then you had people right there by the turn, but by the, by him. Mm-hmm. So somebody could have hit the rope, you know, prematurely. But that could have went really bad. And the way he he fell pretty bad, but that that could have went yeah. a whole lot worse than it did. But I say he he's gonna be a topic of discussion. And they say when your when your when your debut goes wrong. Your, your debut, your, your debut go bad before you even started. Right. So yeah, he, he he know he he about to get a he right. about to get a lot of uh talkings too. We will say. Let's see. <laughs> ah, we we about to take it back. Oh, because we was talking about the eighties and red roots and all that stuff. Let's talk about the twin towers. Should they have gotten the title arraign? WWE tag champions. Hundred percent, yes. I believe they should have. I mean, come on. You're looking at the big boss man, the one man gang, aka Akeem, along with their manager Slick. You had two big guys like that, and you couldn't put the tag belts on them. And then at a time, they was integrated into a a great exactly. rivalry between Savage and Hogan. That when they was the mega powers, come on, that would have worked out perfectly. But they dropped the ball on that to me. Not to say about Savage and Hogan. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the way they got integrated 
they could have been a real top tag team. You know, of course, you had the Hart Foundation and the Bulldogs and, you know, um, and all these other tag teams. But I think those two should have been tag team champions, no doubt. At that time when they was in a, in one of the most greatest rivalries the, what, I've the, what ever seen in WWE, back? me personally. Too many tag teams didn't want a job to them or it was, I, it was just, just, just some uh, circumstances, just matter of circumstances. Probably some probably matter of circumstances. Um like the thing with Akeem, you know, I think he should have been one man gang in the boss man. That would have been a little more better. You know, you got you got a biker gimmick and then you got the cop. That's perfect. You know, but then you got this this you got Akeem, the one man gang. You turn him into Akeem and talking about he's the African dream and all that. He's from the deepest, darkest well, Africa, I which I don't know where that's at. People from from Africa to be like, I, I don't, know, I don't know where that's at. And probably some place I don't. Is that part the parts unknown of Africa? Right. Exactly. And then you got the big boss man, which he was real, yep. really a corrections officer from Cobb County, Georgia. So that wasn't a gimmick; that was for real. So you put the biker and him together, I think that would have been perfect. And, of course, you know, Slick was managing the one-man gang at the time. Then, of course, he managed the boss man. It would have been yeah, perfect. They would have been, been, been great tag to me. But they, could have, they could have had some good feuds with, with Demolition. Yeah, They could have had some good feuds with the Powers of Pain, who I think that's another team I think should have got a reign. Especially, especially when, especially right. that, when, now that's when, when Fuji turned on Demolition to join them. So that definitely should have worked. Right. And then we be talking about gimmicks. We be talking about errors and stuff like that. Don't get no error-ish. And yes, I use the term error-ish. Then Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Did he have too many gimmicks? <laughs> and do you think do you think having those gimmicks was a was a rib on him? Way too. <laughs> I believe so. I mean, come on. Anybody that got that name, the booty man. Is I mean, come on, that, especially W. It got from bad to worse. You you was now we'll go back before he was supposed to be. Uh, what was right. his name? Boulder. He supposed to be Hulk Hogan's brother, you know. And then when he came to WWE, he would just brood his beefcake. And then he was uh, after he cut uh, uh, Adrian Adonis's hair, he was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, and then he was brother now, Brood let's, Eye let's go down when he was teaming with I, I Hulk Hogan. Okay, he was oh, Baron Beefcake, Big Brother Booty, the Booty Man, Brother Brutai, Brute Force, Brutus Beefcake, of course, the Butcher, the Clip Master, the Disciple, Dizzy Golden, Dizzy Hogan, Ed Boulder. Eddie Golden, Eddie Hogan, the Marina, the man with no face, the man with no name, and the Zodiac. Yeah. I think he got the most gimmicks out of any wrestler. You know, when he first came out, because everybody said, what, what's this Dizzy Hogan thing? So everybody thought Hogan and Brutus were real life brothers. So I'm like, I said, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of these, like I said, that that's a little bit. I never understood 
Well, I kind of did, but you was the man with no name. I said, you had all these games and you, and you couldn't come up with nothing? After he left the, the three... Right, because after he left the uh, three faces of fear, he was the man with no no uh, face. Well, the man with no name. Because, you know, he, he was the butcher because of his... The butcher made sense because he turned his back on Hogan. Right. He was a backstabber, a butcher, you know. It made sense. The Three Faces of Fear was pretty good. I actually liked that. That could have worked out because, you know, they wanted to get at Hogan. So that worked. And then I don't understand nah, the, the man with no face. Either. I ain't get that one. But out of all of them, I mean, I was uh, feeling the butcher. When he turned on, because like I said, we didn't see it coming. Yeah. We we never saw that coming. I like the butcher. Mm-mm. Should he have gotten the main event mm-hmm. at, at Starcade? No, but we, we know why that happened. I said, the booty man, mm-hmm. I, all I did was, I said, you pretty much was dressed Starcade. up as Brutus Beefcake and you were mm-hmm. shaking and you had no rhythm doing it. Your finger had nothing to do with a booty. Your mm-hmm. finger was right. a high knee. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you had the Diamond Dog Kimberly with you. After you uh be ju- uh, D- uh DDP, I'm like you 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 had so, too yeah. many names, but like I said, he 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 made them work, and it seemed like the older he got, the bigger he got. Cause when he got the disciple, I'm like, okay, and you you get, you get even more jacked up, and you just can real good, and then you join, then you then you join the one warrior. Nation. Oh, when he became the disciple. Which I didn't understand that at all. Well, I understood, but then I didn't at the same time. You know, I guess the warrior corrupted his mind, and we, you know, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, well, they were just I trying to find something they don't to do. Understand that but, but let's talk about the uh, show, the uh, dark side of the ring. Honestly, I can't wait for that to come back on. I believe they they was up for a new season, but I'm curious to know from your perspective. Who should they do a dog side of the ring on that we have that we probably won't see or we just might? Me personally, I would like to see a dog side of the ring on Pillman. I, I think that'll be, I think that'll definitely be yeah. a good one. I'm saying we Congo heard the stories, but we never see the dog side of the ring kind of get a little bit more in depth. I mean, we got Chris, we got Chris Benoit. I thought it was done right. really well. Hell, we even got New Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. I would definitely, I, I would like my to see Hillman's, so and I would like to see uh, Louis Piccoli. I think his would be a good one, too. Yep. So that, also, that's, Crash that's, three, that's three that was a good one. easy ones. I mean, Chris Candido probably be a good one. I, yeah, probably Brad Armstrong. Okay, yeah, okay. We talk. We we talk about the Vineri. I man. mean, I mean, yeah. never, never, never really heard much about the Armstrong family. I mean, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, were they as squeaky clean as they seem to be, or right. you know, never know. Well, let's see. Oh, I you got a, know, I got yeah. a good one here. Now, they got the the show Glow 
on Netflix. But this question is related to the actual promotion from 86 to 89. Should Glow come back as a promotion? Let me jump on that one. Because I, you know, I, I actually watched Glow. I remember Glow used to come on Sunday okay. night right after World Class Championship Wrestling. They used to do it at the Riviera Hotel, Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had some legends come out of Glow. One of them is in the WWE Hall of Fame right now. Do you know who that is? Well, ain't that um? Let's see. I was trying to think. Um, no, that no, was Ivory. Who, who was Wendy Richter? Wendy Wendy Richter. Yeah. AKA Ivory. Tina Ferrari. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, Ivory. I mean, we we had we had some legends Tina come Ferrari. out. Of that. We had Hollywood. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had the Soul Patrol. We had Mount Fiji. God rest her soul. We had the sister Little Fiji. We had Big Bad Mama. We had let me see. We had. The Russian Danushka, if I'm saying her name correctly. I mean, we, we had we had some names come out of that promotion, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'm gonna say no on this one. It should not come back as a promotion. Like I said, I, I mean, true, they they did what they can because a lot of those mm-hmm. women weren't quote unquote wrestlers, but they told they told good stories. Their their vignettes were hilarious. The when they introduced them to the ring, had to do their little rapping on the beginning. That's the part I do really like about the show, the intro, and then they'll come out. Everybody had their own little verse. Uh-huh. But now, the, the, now the, the Netflix show, right. I think I saw like the whole first season. I haven't watched it after that, which I should, but I don't have, my wife had Netflix, but I don't use it. But keep it on that side of the fence, yes, but they don't need to bring it back as a promotion. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. They don't need to bring it back because, um, like you said, you like those points you just said, because uh, pretty much we kind of got kind of yeah. got like a, a right. glow right now in WOW, women of wrestling. Yeah, and they, they the But see, that's working, actually. You know, you could put that on television. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, you need to keep it on the Roku or the, the Hulu or the Netflix side of everything. I think that would work better if they did come back. They need to keep it there. But Agreed. other than that, not on national television, no. Something that happened recently on SmackDown, Jey Uso becoming number one contender and getting a shot at Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Did you agree with that idea? Now, before you end it, a lot of people say, well, what happened? From what I read, the only reason they made that change because it got leaked that Big E was gonna win. So they so they just took him out completely and put Jay Uso in there. Um, I think we all we already know he's not gonna win the universal title, but I think if they do this right, this could make Jay Uso a bigger star than he already is. And this is also agreed. I would say if they sell it right, gonna make Roman Reigns a bigger heel. If he go out there and he he beat the crap, Man, he go out there and beat the crap out of Jay. This will really put him put him on the map. But it, like I said, I think this will be a a good opportunity for him. It does kind of suck on 
Big East side, but all this leaking out, you know, he's going to win stuff that I, I don't get that. What, what, is, what is that supposed to accomplish? Yeah, social media. It don't. Social media has really become poison, a poison for wrestling. You know, it's not. You see, the element of surprise and the shock value all. is gone now. We don't see that no more. Everybody want to leaks. Everybody want to leak everything out. You know, it's and that's not good. That's not good for the wrestling business. It's not good for the wrestlers uh, at all. You know, you leak out stuff like that. I want to be surprised. When I watch wrestling, I nope. want to have shock value in wrestling. We don't have that. I mean, well, we used and to have say, just the magazines, and that was, that was pretty much all you had. But yeah, social media is, is killing a lot of things. It's destroying a lot of careers. And and what? And speaking of social media, what are your thoughts on WWE banning wrestlers is. to have third party uses like Twitch and Cameo and all that? I don't agree with that at all. I mean. First of all, you know, this is a way to make extra money because a lot of them start to interact with make fans. a lot of money doing this. Amazing. Right. And, right. And so you're saying they're independent contractors. So, okay, if that's the case, then why are you so worried about them? It's because uh, going what to it is like WWE said, well, we own the name, we own them, and they're concerned of what they're going to do on these platforms because they they they, they, they get all bought around when AJ yeah. bought out he caught the coronavirus and he mentioned it they didn't like it so now everybody got to pay the price mm-hmm. for that I mean you taking money unless you're gonna uh, you're gonna compensate them for that yeah I, I do think that's wrong and even Mick Foley said it you know that that is kind of foul I, why would you take money extra money out their pockets Right, and then you say you right. own their names. That sound more like a slave right. mentality. I mean, they, they work, they work hard like enough for you. Then. Why can't they go online and interact and make that little, little extra money? What, you want a piece of it? Yeah, I mean, it, that sounds like a desperation thing. So you mean tell me that Xavier Woods should right. uh, stop his up, up, down, down? Or, yep. or Mia Yim? And, you know, she got, just started the gaming channel. You got, uh, you yeah, know, AJ Styles said, that's starting like, that's a next Twitch month, channel. They all got to stop. Game. So they pretty much got less than 30 so, days. After that, they, they got to stop. I don't think they're going to stop. I don't think that's going to happen, especially Paige. Paige made it clear. I'm not stopping up on Man, Twitch. I, w- I wouldn't either. She already said. We're going to stick on We're gonna stick on the uh, SmackDown brand since we Mm-mm. staying current. Who do you think of those legs on SmackDown? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, who who you think? I those I'm, legs. I'm gonna take two guesses. <laughs> oh, I think man. it's either Chelsea Green, or I think it might okay. be Scarlett, and she's going back to being the smoke show. I mean, because because think about really? it, Karen Cross gonna be out for a while hmm. since Karen Cross, and I think hurt, she's marketable. Yeah, yep. and when we know she can wrestle, and for those who haven't seen her, go look her up. She can wrestle. Don't let that look fool you. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So right, I'm, she that, that's just my body and good looks. Chelsea, we ain't seen Chelsea Green in a while since she left the Robert Stone brand. So I'm thinking it's either Chelsea Green, Scarlett Bordeaux. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm with you on that. Either Chelsea Green. Um, hell, I may throw this mm. one in on, on you right yeah, here. Yeah. Eva Marie. Because she was talking about yeah, coming my back. My question is on that. She wants she's to. ready. I think her mindset, the way she's been talking on interviews, I think her mindset is different now. I think she took everything for granted when she was there the first time. I think she didn't really take the, um, you know, right. grab that brass ring like, you know, they was giving her. But I think now she um, she's in a different mindset now, and she's ready to go. But, uh, yeah, those are my guesses. It's either Eva Marie, uh, Chelsea Green, or, yeah, like you said, Scarlett. Definitely going to be interesting. I wonder how long. I hope, just hope they don't, you know, just let it go on and go on and go on. Right. It's kind of like the hangman, right. Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Nah, thing, let it drag one. out. Should Bully Ray go to AEW or go back to WWE? I'm going to answer this mm -hmm. one first. Bully Ray really put him. Bully Ray, he has really. Okay. Just took that and just rolled with it. If he goes to WWE, don't send him back as Bully Ray. Mm -hmm. He needs to go back. Don't send him as, as Bubba Ray, sorry. But he needs to go back as Bully Ray. Yeah, he needs to go back to WWE. You need to go he back as WWE. Bully Ray. But we know, one, WWE ain't going to let that happen. Bully Ray, the Dudley Boy thing, that, that's over and done with. We're never going to see the Dudley Boys again. If we do, it's going to be kind of like a, a one-hit wonder kind of thing. You know, Devon's already producing. Bully Ray has already showed. He, he can make, he did it. He can make it work. He did it in Impact. He went to Ring of Honor and did it. And he can do it as a heel or face. If, like I said, he go to AEW, he can, he can go mm -hmm. both sides of the fence. But like I said, if he goes back to WWE, it needs to be Bully Ray. No doubt about it. Hmm. That's interesting because um, I would think that WWE wouldn't want to bully that's Ray because that's not their thing. They, if he was to go back, he would have been Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah, because they didn't create Bully Ray. You know what I'm saying? Just like with Wade Bear. And, he, and that's he, his real name. You think he was going to go back and stoop Bennett? No. Right. But no, you hear All right, we got Wade Barrett on commentary for NXT. I'm thinking he was going to go back and stoop Bennett. Nope. So if he did go to well, WWE, like he said, well, Bubba Ray Dudley. It, it, just, it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't have worked for me. He got to be Bully Ray because Bully Ray, like I said, he made that work. I mean, we like we see that we see we see that side that we would never have seen as a Dudley. I mean, especially as a heel. Yeah. Because in Ring of Honor, I don't know how much you kept up with Ring of Honor. I mean, he was one of the top heels, and every big event they had, he would just come out and just power bomb somebody. Yeah, he he would like the enforcer for he a minute. Like an enforcer, then he lost right? that. Yeah, and he just was coming and just was just especially all the younger guys. Mm -hmm. The way he beat uh, Lil' yeah, Marco yeah. Stunt was just, the way oh he my beat goodness. Up the way he used to powerbomb Cheeseburger that? all over the place. So, yeah, he definitely to come oh my back. goodness. But we're going to take the last question. And this is an interesting one. 
What are your thoughts on celebrities main eventing pay-per-views and becoming world champion? Now that I don't agree with um, celebrities being world champions. It just, it don't make sense. It's not, you know, I could see them, you know, main eventing, you know, for the, um, you know, for the, for the publicity and stuff, right. For the conglomerate, you know, and the publicity, Shout out to the excuse big me, I got right a little tongue tied right there, but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's just for, you know, clout and for, you know, for uh, headlines. Now, I agree with that for the headlines. But as far as world champion, you know, championship. Now, nah, let, me, let me say this. I don't agree with that. When David Arquette was WCW champion, we all know why that happened. Just for the sake of the movie. But let's get David Arquette now. Mm-hmm. And went out there and paid his dues. I mean, he, he taking the bump. He doing all these things. Would you do it now? What are you doing now? Which is if he's if he's serious like that, you know, I I wouldn't mind it. I yeah <laughs> man. Ooh, you put me on spot here. Uh would would he would he be champion? Maybe. I see it because of headlines. That's just me. You know, I see it for the um for Hollywood and for headlines and for folks talking about it. Now here's the other That's question. That's all I with see, that. really. Beyond what brand would you do it under? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not for not for AEW WWE. No, it's probably now, it, now, only indie. Now if I only had to do it, I would do it under the Impact brand. To me, I would do it under the Impact brand for a couple mm. reasons. One, they don't bring up they don't bring as many celebrities to Impact. Like they used to do during the NWA days, that we just see a lot of a lot of the fo- lot of the football play a lot, of and all oh, that. Yeah, like they from the Jersey Shore and all that. And, and like I said, if I do yeah. do that, yeah, again, it would have to make sense. See, like Eric Young being champion, that would fit if I bought David Arquette in and, and have him get beat. Because Eric Young's not a big dude, you know. Okay. It's not going to be a, a, a destroyer thing. It's something that can that might can work. They probably can have a good little storyline going into it. I say AEW, it, if, if that happens, like I said, it's going to be something quick, fast, in a hurry, and depending on who the champion is. I see him going after the team. Well, he would have been a challenger for the TNT things. belt. Like if he walked in, let's say he walked in and he beat Brody Lee. Yeah. Brody Lee playing around with him, beating him up, and he get caught with like a small package or a roll-up. One, two, three. See, something like that would make sense because you, you took him lightly, oh. didn't see it coming. Right, because you see the mismatch there between uh, – uh, David Arquette and uh, Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah, it wasn't, you thought like, man, Mr. Brody Lee gonna beat him easy. And look what happens. Yeah. Cody yeah, Rhodes would have been even better. Bring David Arquette in as a heel. He can, he can definitely do both. Mm-hmm. He can definitely do both. But, yeah. That is all the questions we got for tonight. Now, those were some, some good questions. So, 
keep bringing the questions in. Yeah, I'll do a Q&A. And more, the more questions you bring in, we'll definitely do all the Q&As you guys want. I say, because I definitely appreciate it. I definitely like taking them down, like doing research on a lot of them when I go into this. But definitely, definitely, again, go to snapcustom.com. You got a topic you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. We're definitely, we're definitely, you know, looking to that. And again, I'm going to get Boss Man back on the show. Like I said, he's working hard, you know, running the toy store out there in Mark Carmel. But I'm going to have him, I'm going to have him back. Once he's, you know, caught up with what he's got going on, he got some figures he got to make for some customers, he got to get them out. So I'm leaving him be. I'm going to get him once he's uh, all coming everything. But I always got my man on the other end whenever I need him. So before we go, I got to know, what side of Memphis am I on? Because, you know, we got no side of you. I've been here long and I never know. What side of Memphis am I Yeah, I'm the baller there or some more what? West so Memphis? Where you at? More, no. See, West Memphis is like Arkansas. You're more into uh, okay, so, East okay, so Memphis. Okay, so you're into, more what? Uh, near Cordova. You're more you know? north. Okay. Okay. I'm more, I'm more, no, I'm more south. See, north is Frazier. Okay. South Memphis. I'm okay. more south Memphis. Uh, Dude, got that clear. Everybody asked. I'm like, shit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I lived in long enough. I might need to know stuff like that. But before we get out of here, before we get out of here, anything you want to tell the people before we roll out? Yeah, man. First and foremost, I just want to thank you for having me on the show. I want to thank everybody for listening out there. I really do appreciate that um, for the opportunity because I love talking about the good old days and the current product and, and stuff like that. It's kind of a dream of mine, you know, kind of to uh, do a little podcast thing, you know, be a guest here and there, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, man, I just want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. And thank you, Darnell, for putting me on the show. And, you know, once again, y'all, y'all stay safe. You know, uh, this coronavirus is something else, man. You know, listen to your law enforcement. Listen to your officials. Uh, wear those masks. Uh and just, you know what? You know, just we go. Leave it at that. This has been the, the Get Snap Podcast. Antoine, South Memphis, Marinelle, East Memphis, and we out of here. <laughs>